0: I'll say this for him, he's consistent. He's been so consistent all year. Not to taste, consistency. Consistently, yes.
1: Consistency! Consistency.
0: Thanks, losers. And welcome back to another edition of the Fantasy Football Consistency Show. I am your host, Bob Lung. A special guest on tonight, uh, my good friend Ron Rigney, who always co-hosts with me. uh, May be available, but I kind of put this together. And uh, this gentleman we're going to have talk tonight uh, brings some very specialty information to us. And as you know, for all of you listeners out there, uh, the consistency information is a specialty, and we specialize in it. Here at Big Guy Fantasy Sports. Uh, but this guy focuses on something that's deeply, deeply important to all of us, and that is injuries. And who better to talk about injuries than a doctor? And this doctor is Dr. Brandon Bowers. Dr. Brandon, thanks for coming on. Uh, tell everybody about yourself, uh, how you got into this. Uh, obviously, you are a real doctor. This is not just a uh, like Dr. <laughs> Roto, as my good friend Mark Bloom. Um, and I do want to put a shout out to dr uh, to mark bloom i don 't know if you know him uh, Brandon so Dr. Rodo has been around for a long long time, like me uh, he sure. just had a kidney transplant because he had some kind of disease if he didn 't get a tra- kidney transplant, he was going to die within a year. It was oh wow, was horrible and he 's like you know barely forty years old he 's got wife kids, all that stuff, so he found a donor, got a match, just had the the surgery, and from what I've heard, things are going well. That's Doctor Rodo. He is kind of a little bit of. A, I think he might be like a some kind of some doctor. But anyway, you're a real doctor, just like uh, yeah, you should be. And so, I you let everybody kind of t- tell uh, them about you? You tell them about yourself, and, uh, and we get we can talk about some injuries in the NFL.
1: Sure. Well, first off, uh, just best wishes out there to Doctor Rodo, wishing yeah. him a, a fast and speedy recovery. Sounds like a a class act, and he's got a family, so hopefully he's back on his feet soon. Yeah, but uh, as you mentioned, Bob, my name's Dr. Brandon Bowers. I'm a doctor of physical therapy, and I work for Athletico Physical Therapy on the northeast side of Columbus uh, in New Albany, Ohio. I rehab Ohio, born and raised the Buckeye. grew up about 15 minutes from campus, so nice. uh, it's in my blood. Um, But I rehab a a host of athletes ranging from the the youth level all the way to the professional and even Olympic level. Uh, So I see a high volume of athletes in our clinic from a wide range of sports. Uh, So it's an outpatient orthopedic center. uh, and My emphasis is sports. As far as how this relates to fantasy football, I kind of got into the injury analysis thing probably four or five years ago actually writing for a site that covered the Indians, uh, Indians Baseball Insider, nice. out, of Cle- out of Cleveland, just right. on a vo- on a voluntary basis. And then eventually my work picked up a little bit of tread, and it was a, a, a few summers ago. Um, a, a friend on Twitter had sent me a message that CBS Sports was looking for a guy to do their injury stuff, and so I threw my hat in the ring, and lo and behold, here we are. This will be my third year with CBS Sports and Sportsline, which is their gambling website, where on a weekly basis, I break down all the injuries, what they look like from a fantasy football perspective, and then I also bring our readers, and in this case tonight, the listeners – uh, uh, an anatomic and kind of medical look at things, on what it looks like on my side of things. I know right. everybody cares about what's this mean for my fantasy roster and my fantasy lineup, right. but what does this mean medically? And what does all this medical jargon mean? There's a, right. there's a ra- exactly. there's a radio show that I that I do um, in the falls that I, that I appear on, and we have a segment where I come up with a list of medical words, and the and the <laughs> hosts try and pronounce them, and it's actually pretty comical. Oh. <laughs> um, I'm
0: sure I that I could, I barely got your name right in the first time, so <laughs> I can't even yeah. imagine. Imagine if I can't do Bowers without putting an L in, for some reason I did. And uh, yeah, I can imagine how difficult that would be. I can't even pronounce my sub- prescriptions that I've had for like 10 years. Every uh, time the doctor asks me, like, what are you on? I'm like, uh, it's I uh, something. I don't know. It's that, that, that one that starts with an S, yeah, and the other one, that one that starts, that starts with, with an L. A C and there's. Uh, the only one I know is hydrochloride because it's the like water pill for my blood pressure, medicine. Sure. And I always get the other two mixed or like not screwed up, but just never can pronounce them properly. So anyway, right. they, they they can be
1: tough. They can be tough. Yeah,
0: I can't imagine. I mean, you can barely pronounce. And you always notice how they kind of give a different name. They show like the like the ones you always see. You know, ask your doctor if this is right for you. Those drugs are always some long-ass name of what they're called, you know, sacrilapax even though they're like it's, something, something, you know, 18 consonants and three vowels kind of thing. So, uh, it's like you're on Wheel you of for, Fortune uh, trying to spell the thing. Oh, I can't it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, thank you for coming on, Brandon. I, I really appreciate it. This is a big deal, and, and and I don't think enough people, and there's obviously not enough doctors out there that – do both fantasy football and, and, and obviously are right in the, the situation, work with athletes like yourself. That's why I thought it'd be great. I've never had somebody like this on. Uh, and like I said, we, we kind of like the, that, specialty thing, something that you don't hear somewhere else, some information you're not getting somewhere else. And while I realize you're with a big, with a, you're a big deal, obviously with the CBS world um, it's great that my, our, our listeners can, you know, get some insight from you because you know, yeah, it's, you know, late May, early June, but you know we're doing best ball drafts and best ball drafts and, and and dynasty drafts and keeper drafts and you know there's a lot of players that were hurt in you know last year that are transitioning you know back into health this year and you always hear the 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 player or the coach and they're always very optimistic you know remember when Andrew Luck uh, you know <laughs> a couple years ago when you know. May June he was he was going to be ready for training camp. There was right. no problems whatsoever. Then it was like, well, maybe middle of the preseason. Well, maybe the first week. Well, and then of course he missed the whole season. That's mm-hmm. what is what kill is a killer. So we're going to talk about some guys. Um, you know, I know you got some names. I got some names um, of their. You know, coming off significant injuries last year. Some are old. You know, like me, uh, like Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, and, and I think that's a pr- kind of a perfect place to start. So let's talk about Big Ben. He goes down uh, week two. Was it week two, week five, somewhere? It's early in it the it was, it was early. Yeah, I think it was week two. Uh, elbow injury, you know, he's getting up there in years. He's not getting any younger now, of course, you know, surgery, everything happened. He says he's ready to go 100%. They all say that. But talk about his injury, and as a doctor, and as an, especially in this world, tell us about his injury, um, what you've heard, seen, and you know, kind of get dig into, are we hearing legit stuff? Or do you think it's, you know, maybe not, you know, maybe he did something that you do, don't recover from that quickly, and maybe he's just blown a lot of smoke like Andrew Luck did a couple years ago.
1: Sure. When 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 Big Ben went down, the the initial concern, as it is with any elbow injury, more more predominantly in baseball, is the dreaded Tommy John surgery. Right. And, and the Steelers came out pretty quickly and said that that was not what Big Ben was dealing with. And then beyond that, there, there really hasn't been a whole lot of information as to what exactly happened to his elbow. If we're looking at the Tommy John side of things and what baseball pitchers deal with, it's typically a 12- to 18-month recovery, Um, and it's a bit of a long rehab. And that's an injury to what we call the ulnar collateral ligament, or UCL, which is the ligament on the inside of the elbow that helps to support the elbow and keep it nice and stable. When when that ligament's injured, it becomes stable, and then there's surgery that has to occur in order to— Uh, rehab that ligament and get back to throwing so big ben definitely dodged a bullet just being the fact that he did not have an injury to that ucl ligament now there's there's other ligaments in the elbow um that could require surgery if they were torn so there's ligaments on on the outer side of the elbow on the back side of the elbow so if he has a ligament ligamentous injury there surgery could have been required he could also have had what we call an avulsion fracture. And so that's where the, the, the ligament in a piece of the bone breaks off. And then in some mm. cases, in, in the elbow like this, has to go in and be surgically repaired. He could add a loose body, which is a, a floating piece of cartilage or floating piece of bone that's actually in the joint. So when you bend or straighten the elbow, it can catch and it can become painful. Mm -hmm. So unfortunately, the Steelers haven't provided a whole lot of new information as to what exactly the surgery was. But I can say with confidence, just from my area of expertise, that without it being a UCL injury and any of these others that I've mentioned, the fact that he's feeling good and and progressing uh, here well, I'm not surprised. And I, I think there's a very real chance that he's ready to go at the start of the 2020 season
0: beautiful that's good no and and you know right now big ben's adp obviously is terribly high it's in the you know 12 range you know 10 12 range round wise um mm-hmm. you know and and you know he couple just two years ago when he was 100 percent healthy had a really nice year uh certainly put up some consistent numbers and so you know i, I look at him as a good value and uh I, i've kind of put in my consistency guide that is out there obviously on amazon everybody knows about it but um, I said, you know, if, if you don't want to pay a high price for a quarterback, just go aging veteran. I mean, Drew Brees, sure. Matt Ryan, Ben Roethlisberger, uh, all these guys, Brady are all going around 10, 11, 12. And why yeah, I mean, not just, why not just grab two of them? And if one goes down, you still got another one and you know what you're getting, you, you know, you're not putting a high risk by taking a Kyler Murray in around four or five, um, and you know you're going to get solid consistency. You may not get super huge numbers, but you're going to get 20, 25 points a week, and that's what you want out of your quarterback.
1: Absolutely, and those those aging guys, you know they're going to be there late. It's a, it's a dilemma right. that I run into every single season. I don't know how I want to handle the quarterback position. Do I draft him a Holmes or a Jackson early, right. which is what I ended up doing last year, right. or do I sit around and wait for a, a veteran that I know will be there late, and like you said, they're not going to Put up game-breaking numbers, but I mean, if you can interchange one or two and right. get solid production, I mean, you should be in good shape.
0: Especially, you can play the matchups too. I know Big Ben has always been a a, a homebody. I call him, you know, so you know, like mm-hmm. his consistency at home would be like eighty percent. His consistency on the road would be like thirty-five. And right. I always said, well, just get Roethlisberger and you know, get somebody else, and then just interchange them home away you know it doesn't always work out perfectly but mo- more often than not you could pretty much uh you know i called it con streaming consistency streaming so <laughs> using the consistency of their their peaks of like either roethlisberger at home or uh, matt ryan was always like 70 75 percent on the road um, a lot of times. So, you know, match those two guys up, get a 70%, 80% guy, you know, out of your two quarterbacks, and you drafted them in, you know, in the double digit round. So that's good news for Big Ben. All right, let's go to another uh, superstar. Uh, that has been very consistent for years, always been a favorite. mine. love this guy uh, when he's been healthy. Uh, but, man, last year, A.J. Green was basically the Andrew Luck for us. You thought he was going to play. You didn't think he was going to be out for long, only be a few weeks, maybe a few more weeks, and then it was the whole season. Talk about his injury. Uh, I know that it was a weird one, kind of a different one. Uh, and, you know, what you see, what you heard about him coming back this year and and being 100 uh, percent back to normal
1: this injury occurred in, in the preseason it may have even right. been the first practice I think they were practicing out at the University of Dayton mm. when he had this injury and and then he was never to be seen the rest of the season on right. the field so yeah. um this is an injury initially the the team was kind of vague as to what exactly happened. He had what you call an arthroscope or it, what people just refer to as a scope for short. And so that, what what that means is they just go into whatever joint that they're dealing with with a little camera and a little a little shaver and they, they shave down whatever need, whatever's injured, uh, be it cartilage, be it bone. So mm-hmm. in the case here for AJ Green, he was dealing with a with a talocrural joint, which is a big fancy name for the ankle joint. So this is the joint that allows you to point your foot down and then flex your foot up towards you. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. when we have pain or a loose body, as we mentioned earlier, or some torn cartilage in that joint, again, it can, it can cause problems with running, with jumping, with cutting. Mm-hmm. And for a dynamic wide receiver who needs to be able to do all those things, this now becomes a problem. And so what they did is they went in and they just cleaned up any of the damaged cartilage was in that was in there, maybe a bone spur or two that was, that was sitting in that joint. And theoretically, it should be a relatively quick rehab, but for A.J. Green, he hit snags along the way. I know for a while he dealt with uh, extended bouts of pain, extended bouts of swelling. And then, you know, I heard some people saying uh, that, that maybe it was just a, a business side of things, knowing that he was going to be uh, going into free agency, that he didn't want to risk being on the field and hurting himself further going into this off season. So um, with a full off season now to recover, I think he's going to be in good shape come the beginning of this season. And then you got now Joe Burrow under center for the Cincinnati Bengals. I got to figure that's going to be a motivating factor for him to be back, be back out yeah. on the field as well. Definitely. Definitely.
0: Yeah. And, and boy, talk about another value. AJ green. Holy cow. This guy used to be maybe not a first rounder, but he was definitely a wide receiver one I've been getting him as my wide receiver three in most drafts I've done. Um, You know, because I don't, you know, like you said, the injury was bad, but it wasn't terribly bad. It just seemed like he, like you said, whether it was a business decision, you know, it never seemed like it was like, you, you never thought, oh man, he must be, it wasn't like, you know, like an Alex Smith, where you see the injury, like, oh, this guy ain't coming back for a while. You know, this was a why are we waiting so long? What is going on? It would just seem very secretive. And I think you said it best. Might have been more of a business decision on AJ and and his uh, agent, and maybe the Bengals' part to say, hey, you know, let's let's get you a hundred percent. Let's not risk the season. We, you know, we're going for the number one pick anyway. <laughs> um, you know. So, and that,
1: uh, and, that, and that makes sense. I mean, when I right. see these injuries clinically and they go according to plan, I mean, he should right. be back sooner than what he was. Right. Now, with any injury, you're going to have the anomalies, the outliers right. that come back a little bit faster, a little bit slower. So right. I'm not discrediting the fact that those are out there. But 95 percent right. of the time, he should have been back. So that, that's, yeah. why, that's why I say it's a business decision. Yeah good
0: point and, and great analysis there all right uh, another star last year man i had this guy in so many teams i loved him so much and he was just smoking up the the fantasy world he was he was like 87 percent consistent seven out of eight in his first eight games and then evan ingram goes down doesn't come back the rest of the year also kind of the same thing seemed like he was only going to be out a few weeks and then that turned into four or five and then that turned into the re- second half of the season. Um, Again, maybe a business decision on both sides to just not risk it. They were doing pretty good with his backup in there, and I can't remember his name. Uh, so, what are your thoughts? What happened with Evan Ingram, and what have you, what do you know? What have you seen? What have you heard uh, about his return uh, back in 2020?
1: Yeah, so he's dealing with an injury in, in his foot that we call a Liz right. Frank injury. Mm-hmm. And so he ended up having to have surgery on the uh, on this injury, which almost all the time requires surgery. Right. And so what this Liz Frank injury is, is the, the bone that lines up with your pinky toe, what we call your fifth metatarsal. So in the middle portion of, of that outside portion of the foot uh, is your fifth metatarsal. And when that fractures... Um, that's when we get this Liz Frank injury, mm. um, and we can get a shift of the bones uh, as they they can move sideways. You can get an, uh, an overstretch of the ligaments, and th- this causes big problems, especially when we get the shift of the bones or the tearing of the ligaments. Uh, the surgery is required, and when we're talking about a guy like A.J. Green, just a couple moments ago, um, guys who need to run and jump and cut have problems with foot and knee injuries, and Evan Ingram falls into that bucket where. He If he can't run and jump and cut due to the pain that he has here in his foot, it, be, it becomes a big problem. And this is typically a longer rehab, typically okay. in the six, six to eight-month range. He had surgery back in December, I believe it was. So six months, the short end, um, would be this— upcoming month of June. At the end of April, he was running on a treadmill, and so he was looking good there. Um, But this is something that you kind of have to take delicately just to make sure that you're 100% ready to go because Mm – if you're not 100% ready to go with this and you're not quite all the way healed uh, and able to cut and run like you did before, then you can not necessarily re-injure and get the Liz Frank again. You certainly can, but make mm-hmm. me- your mechanics of your foot might be a little bit off, and, and that can cause other problems down the line. So it sounds like he's moving along as expected, and I would anticipate that he's somewhere close to ready at the start of the season, uh, but he's just a guy that you should keep close tabs on as mm-hmm. the 2020 season nears. Yeah, and and I've been drafting him for quite a bit again this year, just because I know
0: when he's healthy, he's definitely one of the best out there, and he's going at such a good value. He's going around like you know seven and eight because people were kind of worried about the injury. I guess I, I had more optimism, but it's good to know I'll, I'll definitely scale back a little bit on you. But <laughs> but here's a maybe it's a dumb question, maybe it's not. You know, this guy goes down in week eight, week nine, I guess maybe, well, it, was, maybe it was week eight. Um, you know, he misses the whole second half of the season. So week eight, I mean, you're looking at basically the end of October. Why are they not getting the surgery? Didn't he get the surgery until December? I never understand why they wait so long. Are they expecting that it will heal on its own and it doesn't? I mean, why do they wait so long? Why did they wait a month to do the surgery when he could have been, you know, he could have got it, you know, in early November and be back and healthy by June and not have
1: to risk it? You know that's a great question, Bob. What it really comes <laughs> down what it what it comes down to here is uh, whether or not the bones have shifted mm-hmm. and whether or not the ligaments have torn. So in a situation where there's not much ligamentous damage and the bones mm-hmm. haven't shifted um, and, and they're still lined up nice, they're just broken, uh, there is a good chance that these things can heal on their own. But if uh, we get a shifting of the bones or a tearing of the ligaments, that's when we go down the mm-hmm. surgical line. So yeah. my thought here is, is that he didn't really have much of a, sh- there was no little to no shift at all, really no ligament damage. So he said, let's ride this thing out and see if it heals on its own so we don't have to open them up. Right. And then once they got later in the season and realized, ah, oh, this really isn't healing the way we would like it to, then yeah, that's okay. probably when they okay. opted for the surgery. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: Fair question. Fair answer.
0: I just kind of just wondered on that.
1: Um,
0: let's go back to the Steelers. Juju Smith-Schuster, not a great year for the Steelers in general. Both Big Ben goes down, and Juju was kind of struggling. Then he gets hurt. Um, how's he looking for this year with Ben now being healthy? I know it wasn't a major injury, but it just seemed like he was kind of on and off the second half of the season. Um, is, he, is he good? Is he back to normal?
1: Yeah, he should be fine. He was dealing with a knee injury, then a concussion, I think both of which occurred against the Browns. Mm -hmm. Uh, The the knee injury uh, was probably a low-grade sprain. He he utilized a a brace, I know, in practice, and then in the later stages of of last season. Anytime you see a guy wearing a brace, it's Mm -hmm. indicative of some sort of instability in a joint. And so if the joint wasn't unstable, then there'd be no need for an outside support device, such as a brace. And so the most common ligamentous sprain that we see in football players is an MCL sprain and Mm -hmm. that's the medial collateral ligament which is on the inner side of the knee uh, towards the midline and these usually respond and heal very well to conservative rehab uh, through physical therapy like what I do and and just taking it easy and just and just taking time to recover they don't need surgery all that often in more severe cases that they do Uh, but the fact that he was able to get to the end of last season and now has had all this downtime since the end of 2019 i've got no reservations about smith schuster heading into the 2020 cool
0: yeah so when i was 50 so that was six years ago i was playing uh in a 50 and older men's h- baseball league hardball league uh-huh. and uh, i thought i would be uh, uh like a superstar and dive around the catcher in league oh to try to score <laughs> um and i um completely tore my ACL. Uh, partially tore my MCL, and damaged my meniscus, all in one smart move. So what? I know all of that part and how that all works.
1: <laughs> sure, and, 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 and you know what? There's, there's actually a name for what you did, the ACL, stupid? the MCL. <laughs> well, stupid is number one. <laughs> and number two, medically, we call that the unhappy triad is because oh, those, those, yeah. are the, those are the three that commonly go together, yeah. and both for yeah. me and you as an individual, and maybe your wife probably weren't very happy.
0: Oh, yeah, my wife was... Not happy with me. She's like, "Why did you do that? You're 50 years old." And I go, "My brain doesn't. It doesn't work that way. I'm, but I'm honey, competitive, thought, but
1: honey, I thought I was 30 years younger.
0: Yeah, you know. I mean, you know. Like I said, I was, I was, I was running towards home to score the winning run. I said, I saw the catcher catch the ball two feet in front of me, and I had to make a decision. I said, my 50 year old brain should have said, or, or my 50 year old brain should have said, "Stupid, just take the out. You're still tied." But that's not what controls my brain when I'm out on a, you know, in a competitive sport. And that was my 20-year-old brain said, you know what? You've seen this done before. Bryce Harper would dive around the catcher <laughs> and reach back and touch home plate. Great now tell, idea.
1: Now tell me this. Were you safe or were you out? The
0: best news is I was safe.
1: All right. So then it was all – well, I mean – So we won the game. So, maybe it was all worth it.
0: So to me it was all worth it, you know. Now, the, uh, you know, surgery, uh, having my leg in a machine moving for eight hours a day while I sat on the Uh, couch, uh, you know. But, yeah, hey, you know, I got to do some more fantasy stuff that summer. Sure.
1: You got to to get some work done.
0: But anyway, so, yeah, I know all about that injury. And and, and so when these guys come back in like six months, (laughs) I'm like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, anyway. All right. So uh, let's go to the running back world here. Uh, Rashad Penny. uh, All of a sudden, there's some concern about him coming back in time. Uh, The Seahawks just signed Carlos Hyde. Uh, So tell us about Rashad Penny, uh, what happened to him, where he's at, and what you've heard uh, about his recovery.
1: And talking about your injury here, Bob, is a nice segue here to Rashad Penny. He tore his ACL (laughs) at the end of last season, and and for the listeners, that stands for the anterior cruciate ligament. And it's essentially the ligament that limits the amount of movement of your tibia, which is your lower leg, on your femur, which is your upper leg. Mm -hmm. And so when the ACL is torn, we get excessive movement of that lower leg on the upper leg, decrease in stability, and it just yep. is really hard to do anything where you're running yep. around. I, and, I know all and, that. <laughs> and doing When, you, st- when and, you
0: push and kind of move one way or the other, it doesn't move with you. Yep, it just keeps you, sliding.
1: <laughs> exactly. There, 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 there's no what we call static restraint in the ligament right. to, to keep that from happening. And the reason why there's concern that he may not be ready for the start of 2020 is because there was additional damage in his knee, uh, aside from just the ACL. So that could have been the MCL, that could have been the meniscus, which is the shock-absorbing cartilage in the knee that also uh, was damaged, which is, which is delaying his recovery time. If we're looking at an isolated ACL injury, it's, it's typically a 9- to 12-month recovery process, in, in mm-hmm. which case he could be pretty close to ready by the start of the season. But when we start to layer on other ligaments or cartilage, that has the tendency to extend the time to rehabilitate and get back to full function. Right. So— Uh, He's a guy that I I, I think he should be able to return to his full function eventually. um, But it sounds like it'll be a little bit delayed. Another little side note here. uh, There's been some good research that's been out. That's looked at players performance after tearing their ACL and they actually don't return to their prior level of production until uh, two years removed from the injury. So for Penny, Although he may be able to come back this year, it wouldn't right. be till 2021 that I would personally trust him, just from the medical side of things.
0: Except for one, Adrian Peterson didn't he come back the year after and rush for like almost or like have almost 2,000 yards or total offense or something?
1: Yeah, he he did, and he falls into our, our wonderful anomaly bucket because he came back actually we call in four months,
0: an alien, four months, exactly. <laughs> yeah. He's not human. <laughs> He's not human. Exactly. I, I just remember that because I remember when I, – I don't remember if it was before, before or after my injury. And I'm like, this guy came back and, you know, I, I, I'm telling people, oh, yeah, you know, these guys come back. It takes – you know, I'm not drafting Adrian Peterson. There's no way he's going to – he'll even be 100%, you know, wait till the second year. That's not why he's heard the same thing. And it just blows up. And I'm like, wow, this guy can't be human, man. It's just not real. All right, well, let's let's go to a guy that has been, I think, probably the biggest pain in the ass, in my opinion, from a is-he-hurt, is-he-not standpoint for almost two years, and that's Todd Gurley. Uh, you know, he, he goes into – you know, they, they has this huge year for the Rams until, like, the last four weeks, slows down, they get to the Super Bowl, he barely – play one game he's playing, he looks great against the Cowboys in the playoffs, gets to the Super Bowl – Uh, is not himself, they lose. Uh, People question whether or not he's, how injury is, how injured he's not. Um, So then last year, they bring in uh, Daryl Henderson and some guys to kind of baby him and give him, you know, series off so they could keep him healthy all year. They do that. He's fairly productive. He ends up as an RB2. But now he gets traded. He gets, you know, he gets let go. He moves over to the Falcons. Um, well, they don't have people there to baby him. They got rid of Devonte Freeman. They they have Ido Smith, and I don't know how much they're going to use him. I feel like they're going to use him as hard as they can use him because it's a one year deal. Uh, but tell us about where you feel he really is. What he, how healthy he really is. How much can he really play? Um, give us some insight that you know. Just I, I just feel like I, I I want to draft him, but then I don't want to draft him because I'm like. If, you know, if he goes into the second week and, you know, you know, they they give him, you know, 20, 30 touches a game and he's shot by week four, I don't want to take that chance. And, and I'm just kind of worried about that. So tell us your thoughts on Ty Gurley, where he's come from, you know, from this injuries, um, how he's progressed, how he's not progressed. It's, you know, the arthritis and, and all that kind of stuff and. Tell us what your thoughts. I know you. You we talked a little bit before the show, and you said I've got some good information on Gurley. I'm looking forward to this.
1: Yeah, he's a guy that I just do not trust at right. all anymore, um, and it's just due to, the, to just due to the nature of the injuries that he sustained um, before he even got to the NFL. He had the ACL tear right. uh, while he was in college playing at Georgia, and and that was really the the thing that set this whole issue in motion when we get an acl tear it's a predisposing factor for developing arthritis down the line mm-hmm. some people arthritis occurs sooner than others yeah no, um, i, and I know, it, know
0: that pain yeah <laughs> I, exactly it, you know i did some warnings that my knee can barely move and it's cold and it's damp and you know and i, I get it i'm not todd Gurley. i'm not a world-class athlete and any of that kind of stuff but it's got to be the same thing right it, it's, it's just going to happen
1: Right, I mean, it it just happens, and and, and for Gurley, uh, he's just struggled to to stay healthy uh, Mm -hmm. after his initial first couple years that he just took the league by storm, and and, and so with this arthritis, I mean, it's not going away. Right. It it, it ends up being a pain management issue, and that's what I said going into last season. We we put out a good piece at uh, CBS Sports. I worked with Dave Richard to put this together, just looking at what we're looking at with Todd Gurley, Mm -hmm. and this is a, a a pain problem. If pain can be managed effectively, then I think we see spurts of the old Todd Gurley. Right. But if pain isn't able to be effectively managed, then I think we saw a little bit of what we saw last year and him not be who, who, who we used, used to think that he was. I mean, right. he was a league winner and was putting up big numbers uh, for fantasy football owners. But unfortunately, I don't think the prognosis for Gurley gets any better, uh, especially right. going into a situation where he's going to be the lead back in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And I think, I mean, like I said, will he have a, a, a great game or two? Sure, but I don't right. think we're going to see it as consistently as what we did years ago. Right. And, and and it's funny because, I mean, I'm not a doctor, but I listen and
0: I understand. And I said to somebody, I go, arthritis doesn't go away. This is not like a broken bone where it fixes, it heals, and it's fine. It, it, it just gets worse and worse over time. It doesn't ever go away. And I said, I don't understand how people could go, oh, yeah, it's just, you know, he's healthy, he's ready to go. No, it's the arthritis, man. <laughs> it's not. Yeah, I so. mean
1: the, the the only way that arthritis is going away is if you have a knee replacement. And I tell you this right now, Gurley's yeah. not having a knee replacement no. for another twenty or thirty years. And right? So, exactly. I mean, yeah. it's there. It's it's there, and it's there to stay.
0: Yeah. No, definitely. So, no, great stuff. And you know, I think people out there who listen to the show just you need to realize this is that. Yeah, Gurley might be a solid player, and he might give you some good games. But the consistency, especially since they don't really have anybody other than Edo Smith there to to give him some time off, and you know they they moved in Malcolm Brown last year, they moved in you know Daryl Henderson. You know they were they rotate a lot of players to kind of keep him fresh. And while that's all well and good, you know Edo Smith is not the end all here to this scenario. So I just feel like. I, I, as much as, you know, Gurley is still getting love and there's people that are saying, you know, take a shot, you know, look at him, look at, you know, do that. I, I'm, I'm staying away from him. I just can't take a chance. So,
1: yeah, I mean, if, if I can, if somehow he's sticking around late into a draft, then I, I right, might consider yeah. grabbing him just a stash or later in right. the season, if somebody, if somebody wants to toss him into a, a trade, then right. send him my way. Uh, I, I might hang on to him then. But yeah. by no means <laughs> am I putting him in my starting lineup and, and relying on him right. this season.
0: The only thing I would do, I told somebody, I said, look, if you really want to give a sh- Gurley a shot, here's what I do. Draft him. Do whatever you want to do. Draft him. Starting him with the first four weeks, watch him go off, and then trade him as fast as you can. Sure. I I trade said, him the stocks high. Yeah. By week eight, <laughs> he'll be shot.
1: <laughs> Forget, Forget exactly. it.
0: Exactly." So, all right, good stuff. All right, so I don't know what to – this guy isn't really a a great starter, but he was actually running pretty well for the Texans before he got hurt last year, and that was Lamar Miller. Um, You know, again, there's not a lot of love for this guy. He's never been a flashy player. He's been a very good, you know, yeoman-type guy that, you know, puts up good numbers when he's healthy. Uh, Give us a quick update on Lamar Miller, um, and, you know, I think he had ACL too, right?
1: He had ACL and MCL uh, back in August. One of my sons. Nice. Right, right. And so uh, being that it was in August, he'll be at the 12-month mark in in August. So he should be pretty close to ready to go. Um, Just a a quick aside here when we're dealing with these ligamentous injuries, they're broken down into three categories. A grade 1 sprain of a ligament is just a partial overstretch of the ligament. A grade 2 is a partial tearing of the ligament. And a grade 3 sprain is a full tear of the ligament. So most ACLs are are grade 2s or grade 3s where they're either partially torn or completely torn. Whereas the MCLs, typically we see these as, as grade one or low grade two. So even though he has the multiligamentous injury here that we discussed earlier, mm-hmm. um, if it was just a grade one MCL issue and wasn't that big of a problem, they didn't have to do any surgery to, to address the MCL, there's a good chance that he's ready when the season begins. All right,
0: cool. All right, let's talk. Let's take a look at a couple wide receivers here. Alshon Jeffrey, talk about uh, where where he's
1: at and, and you know his prognosis at this point. He's in the same boat actually as Evan Ingram. He also oh, okay. had that Liz the, the Liz, Liz, Frank. Liz Frank injury. Yep, yeah. and that was back in December. So his six-month mark will also be this June. Um, I haven't seen anything that would indicate yeah, that I he's heard not. Much. And yeah, I haven't I haven't heard much either, and there's nothing that would lead me to believe that he's not progressing according to schedule. Even if he's on the long end of things, in, in, at eight months in, in August, uh, I think he still uh, should be ready to go by the start of the season, unless we hear otherwise, but he is also dealing with that Liz Frank surgery. Right. How about
0: Will Fuller? What can you tell us about him?
1: He's somebody that... In, in my opinion, can't stay healthy. It seems like well, yeah, no, he's ha- made uh, out of glass. We, we all sure, know that. <laughs> sure, a, a hamstring or something um, in, in his prior years. But last year, this was after the season ended, and this was back in January, he had surgery to repair what we call a sports hernia or athletica mm-hmm. pupalgia, which essentially means pain in the groin. Um, and so this sports hernia is a tearing of the muscles in the lower a- abdomen or the upper thigh kind of in the groin region. And when they're torn, uh, they're not all necessarily torn all at the same time. You can have tearing of some, not tearing of others, partial tear, full thickness tear. So there's a variety of different tears that we can see here. But it it makes rotational movements really difficult. So if he has to turn back over a shoulder to back of the quarterback to catch a ball or even just running can be a little bit painful, too. Uh, So what they do is they go in and they surgically repair this sports hernia. Typically it's a three to six month return to play timetable. Right. Surgeries are pretty darn successful and these guys can get back to their prior level of function without really batting an eye. Uh, so as long as everything goes according to plan for Fuller, he'll be ready to go for the start of 2020. And as long as he can stay healthy, I've got no concerns about re-injury to this sports hernia.
0: But he'll just do something else. He'll, exactly. sneeze. he'll and sneeze and, and, and bowler grow and be out six weeks. Sure. And then uh, we can talk about it. We can talk about, <laughs> talk about that Um one quarterback I kind of forgot about, and it just kind of clicked in my brain as you were talking, Matt Stafford uh, goes down with a back injury. He's, he's had issues with his back before. Uh, I didn't put this on the list, so I, if you're not ready for it, that's fine. You can say I, I'm not up to date on that. Uh, do you know anything about Stafford, his back, how he's doing, what he's looking like for 2020?
1: Yeah, so when we're dealing with these back issues, our, our backs obviously are made up of w- vertebrae. Right. So, uh in the vertebrae, it houses the spinal cord and then we have nerves that that are coming off off the sides of those. So, it was a lower back issue for Stafford, and I can't remember if they gave an official diagnosis as to what was going on. Oh, uh, y- you know what? It was it was he had fractures in his back was what it was. Right, right. Um and so there's a variety of different types of fractures more than likely for Stafford, being that it was lower back, uh, it was probably what we call a stress fracture, mm. which is just small little fractures that occur in bones just due to uh, repeated stress yeah. of those bones, it's like a three hundred so, pound lineman laying on you. Sure, exactly. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of stress that he's a lot that of stress, right? Exactly that he's going to run into. Yeah. So, um, with a full offseason to recover and not really having to take any hits and just being able to rehab, he should be good to go. Who's actually quoted about two weeks ago saying that he's fully healthy and feel like feels like he's going to be all set for the start of twenty twenty. So, right. and that's a, um, this is another
0: guy that um, if you want to wait on your quarterbacks and get kind of like the Roethlisberger's and Ryan's and Breeze, Stafford, one of those guys. Last year, he was on fire. I think he was either six out of seven or seven out of eight consistency wise in the first games that he played. Uh, And then the back injury happened and he went down, but uh, definitely one of those guys that uh, if you want to get some good consistency, you know, double digit rounds uh, to match up with some of these other guys, man, Stafford was on fire last year and, you know, now they've got Deandre Swift in there uh, to go with carry Johnson. Of course they already had Kenny Galladay, Marvin Jones, uh, Really good team around them. So definitely could put up some solid numbers. Uh, we've got about six minutes here. Uh, the only one I had at tight end, and maybe I'm missing one, uh, was Will Disley. Um, he was a guy that kind of uh, was a, a favorite, kind of a, a fan favorite of a lot of people, including myself, um, who kind of came in and went, you know, kind of really became uh, in sync with Russell Wilson in Seattle. And then he goes down, he gets injured. Missed the rest of the year. Uh, what do you know about Will Disley at tight end? I know they went and got Greg, uh, Greg Olson, so a lot of people are kind of like, well, then Disley's probably not going to be the starter. I feel like Olson's just there as a backup to Disley if he's healthy or he's more of an insurance policy if Disley isn't healthy. So what can you tell us about Big Will?
1: I think Olson here is the insurance policy. Disley mm-hmm. tore his Achilles or ruptured his Achilles, uh, which is I've a pretty— I've done that
0: too. I've tore that in half when I was 40
1: man yeah you all in the same way (laughs) we can do you know we can do it we can do a whole show next time just about your injuries if you (laughs) want
0: treats and and how when you're 40 years old and tear your achilles just by playing basketball and you just fell down i got up in a sprinter stance to kind of go back down the court and i pushed off and i dropped because i felt like somebody landed on the back of my leg Yep, and I'm we, laying there screaming, who fell on me? And they're all like, there was nobody around you, dude. And I'm like, oh, crap. And I tried to move my foot up and down, and it didn't move. And I was like, damn it, I know exactly what I did. And, <laughs> yeah, so, you know. Yeah, those uh,
1: those are probably the we hear that that I feel like somebody fell on my leg or, right. or people will say I feel leg like I sh- leg. Yeah, shot in right. the leg. Yeah. Exactly, those are, those yeah. are the two classics. So, yeah. now for the listeners, the the Achilles tendon. I feel like most everybody knows is the tendon right. on the on the back side of your heel. It connects from your calf muscle or your two calf muscles rather, your mm-hmm. gastrocnemius and your soleus muscles, and then it inserts down into the heel. Um, this, this tendon is very important for transfer of force from the calf to the foot when you're going to run, jump, or cut. Mm-hmm. And when it's torn, you need surgery. Yep. Uh, they go in and they open you up and they essentially just reattach the ten- the two pieces of the tendon back together. Mm-hmm. And this is a 9- to 12-month rehab. Right. Uh, so, again, That's, some people for, come that's back-
0: for real athletes. For an old guy who's <laughs> right. 40, it was almost a year because, right, before I could even do anything significant. Like, exactly. like running and jumping and, and playing sports again.
1: It takes time, and really yeah. the, 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 the hardest part is just regaining that calf strength because right. after you have the surgery, you're in a boot for a period of time, mm-hmm. and your just, calf just looks like a little shrimp of a calf compared yeah. to the other one. Yeah. Right. Um, and so Emmanuel Sanders actually came back from his Achilles rupture last season pretty quickly. I was, he was- yeah, I was really impressed with Sanders because I was like, I've been through that. I know athletes come through that. He, can, he, uh,
0: he may not be human either. He came back awfully quick from that.
1: Yeah, so I mean that that was pretty impressive. I was skeptical about him coming back, but he came back and and looked good. So yeah. Disley tore his in October and 9 to 12 months uh would be July right. to October. Uh right. so he'll be cutting it close to be ready. Gotcha. Everybody's going to be a little bit different. Uh if he's on the shorter end of things, then there's a there's a chance that he's ready to go at the start of the season. Mm-hmm. If he's on the longer end of things, then I think that's why the exactly why the Seahawks went on Went out Brad and Olson. got Greg Olson. So we'll yeah, kind okay. of see how things shake out, and definitely another guy to keep an eye on. because he showed promise last season.
0: All right, we got about three minutes left. Anybody I forgot that I think I picked up all of the significant major starters, or anybody I'm missing that you've maybe have talked about other podcasts recently?
1: Yeah, I'm just gonna go off off the path here for a minute okay. and just uh, look at rookie drafts and look at Tua Tungavailoa from Alabama. Go. Okay. And that, yeah, that, good good call. Get, Thank you. Yeah that hip injury uh, and a lot of people uh, well he dislocated his hip is what had happened where right. the, the ball of that hip joint from the femur came out of the socket and a lot of people immediately jumped to comparisons of him to Bo Jackson when Jackson did his right. years ago. Uh, fortunately uh, they were able to set and put his uh, hip back into place uh, right away. He did have to undergo surgery because he fractured what we call the acetabular rim and so essentially you have the socket of your hip and there's a little bony Rim that kind of surrounds it and deepens the socket a little bit, and so he actually fractured that and had surgery on that. Um, He's been rehabbing down with a physical therapist by the name of Kevin Wilk down in Alabama. That's uh, the the physical therapist for Dr. James Andrews. Wow, and know that name, yeah. And Kevin regularly posts videos of of his athletes rehabbing down there. So I've seen videos of Tua rehabbing. He looks good, Um, and I don't think there should be any reservations for him moving forward in terms of re-injury. He should be good to go, and it, 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 I mean same injury as Bo Jackson, but medical care has advanced a little bit since then, uh, and, and so he has been looking good.
0: Great, well, thank you for that update. I great great thought process on that. I kind of forgot about Tua, but um, anybody else? So we got about a minute and a half. Why don't you just, if you got anything else, just kind of tell everybody where you're at, where they can find you, CBS, uh, Twitter, all that kind of happy stuff.
1: Absolutely. So on Twitter, I can be found at Dr. Brandon Bowers, that's DR, and then my name um, on Twitter. I'm currently writing for CBS Sports, Sportsline, and a website called The Fantasy Doctors. The Fantasy Doctors is kind of a neat site. It's a group of uh, orthopedic surgeons and physical therapists like myself that have a lot of good injury content, how that plays into fantasy football. So there's a a good mesh of those right there. Uh, When the football season rolls around, I've got a weekly column for Sportsline and CBS that comes out every week, where I dive into seven or eight players and their impact on your fantasy football team. So be sure to check that out. And, and again, at Dr. Brandon Bowers on Twitter.
0: Well, doc, thank you so much for coming on. Really appreciate it. Great information. I uh, will be tweeting this out here. Um, and we'll definitely try to have you on as we come across some, you know, major injuries for other players. And as we get closer to camps and people uh, coming back, like the AJ greens and Browns and et cetera. So thank you again for coming on. Really appreciate it. Uh, we'll, when we get back to normal next year, when we have the uh, Kings Classic here in Canton, Ohio, the Fantasy Football Expo, we'll definitely have you uh, there at the event so you can kind of talk about the injuries that are going on in. But uh, again, thank you so much for being here.
1: Yeah, Bob, it's been an absolute pl- pleasure, and I'm looking forward to talking to you again. All
0: right. Well, thank you, for everybody. Everybody out there, have a great week. We appreciate you being here and just being a part of the Big Guy Fantasy Sports. Uh, Always don't get to be a consistent guy.